This is Eitan Weinstein. And I'm Naor Menninger. And you're listening to Two Nice Jewish Boys. This podcast is made in collaboration with the Jewish Journal. Check them out at jewishjournal.com. Also in collaboration with Arutz Sheva, israelnationalnews.com. If you'd like to support the podcast, visit 2njb.com slash donate. The cover of Time. Many monumental figures of history have graced this most coveted magazine cover. Albert Einstein, JFK, MLK, Pope John Paul II. This year, joining these ranks is Greta Thunberg. Thunberg. This year's Time Magazine Person of the Year. So much has been said and written about Greta, the 16-year-old Swedish girl who took the world by storm with her furious speeches and International Friday demonstrations. Here in Israel, Greta didn't really receive that much coverage. However, many young people felt connected to Greta's movement and joined the environmental zeitgeist that was taking over the world. Today, we're finally going to talk about climate change, one of the most controversial topics of our time. Michael Buckland was born in Finland and made Aliyah two years ago. He quickly became aware of issues like the use of plastic and air pollution in Israel and started getting involved. Soon enough, he began organizing protests and today, he's one of the leaders of a new Israeli green movement. We're happy to have Michael Buckland on the podcast today to talk about climate change. Thank you so much for joining us. How are you? Thank you. Uh, I'm very well, actually. Thank you. Awesome. So uh, You're just, 16. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so The youngest guest we ever had. Yeah. Well, maybe not anymore. I, I actually just turned 17 oh, um, two days ah. ago, actually. So it's Mazel I think, I think you're still the youngest. Yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. I don't think we've ever, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so... Yeah. Just to give you a heads up, I gave you a bit one, a bit of one before the podcast to give our listeners. Uh, I don't want to misrepresent Noor's views, but yeah. I'm I, I wouldn't call myself a climate denier, uh, although I'm sure some you, people. You don't, you're not a climate. You don't deny the fact well, that a cli- climate a climate exists. change denier. Ah, okay. I, I think some people probably would. I just don't believe that like immediate action is necessary, and I don't believe that if it is that uh, government should necessarily step in and take that role, right. but. I just wanted to put that out there, and I think it'll be interesting. We'll play a little game of change my mind, kind of. Sure. Um, so, okay, so why why do we need this? All right, so first of all, let's start with the whole science part of the aspect, because in the end of the day, the science is all that matters, and that is what, it, what the Green Movement is wholly based on, actually. So um, we've seen theories about climate change happen already in... 1859 um, by John Tyndall, which was an Irish scientist, brilliant Irish scientist, that actually uh, theorized the whole idea that he noticed that we have greenhouse gases in there that work sort of like a greenhouse, um, CO2, methane, nitrous oxide, and so on. Um, and those warm on the planet and basically makes it possible to live in Earth on Earth. Um, and then some Swedish scientists... Um, theorized it more and then proved it proved it actually and then fast forward to 1960 um the first um report on climate change was um given to um the president johnson and then it was basically it was the sac report on atmospheric co2 emissions 
And it was the first climate adaption plan and noticed that this is going to happen at this point, and this point, they happened already a lot of years ago. The whole report was correct. And then um, since then, we've had multiple evidences that climate change is happening. It's going to destroy a lot of what we know. A lot of people get this misconception and they become climate denies because they think that climate um, change um, and the whole idea of the point of no return, which is in 10 years, um, means that the world's going to end, which is not. Nobody never said that. Okay. The point of no return means that in 10 years, the effects of climate change are going to be so dire and severe that it's impossible to return. If we're going to continue like we do right now and not going to adapt or mitigate to the climate and with our greenhouse gas emissions, we're going to lose all world world's corals. All coral reefs are gone, essentially. 99% of them, at least. But we have gas. What? No, coral reefs. Ah, coral, coral reefs. reefs. Coral I reefs, heard, yeah. coral reefs. Okay. No, 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 which, coral which reefs. Which in turn influences biodiversity. And... Yeah, exactly. Okay. And if we look at the effects from a different report, and when you dig into the IPCC report of the United Nations, which was um, approved and acknowledged and endorsed by all the world and UN nations, even the United States of America, by consensus in the United Nations. So... Um, and by that, by definition, government have also like accepted this, um, like information, this mm -hmm. science. So yeah. it's available. It's united, and it's the best united science that we have available. So we should listen to it. And yeah. it would be irrational to think that we shouldn't. What's the main thing that should be right. done? Stop using fossil fuels. Um. Th yeah. Basically, that's the main thing. But back to the um, science part, because um, about climate denying i think that a lot of it's not a lot of people don't believe in climate change because they see the radicalization of it because the situation is so dire we only have 10 years to go yes it's not a world end possibility but when all the coral reefs are gone for example that is one of the effects which is going to happen with high certainty according to the report um 10 to 15 percent of all the fish in the world all the fish catch are going to be gone which means all the Asian uh, Asian fishermen and African fishermen and the in indigenous people that rely on fishing as one of their main sources of food and, and income are going to have a major disadvantage in the future. Um, and so that is, first, yeah. first of all, climate justice means social justice. And it is very necessary, these communities, which are already not being recognized um won't be harmed because they didn't contribute to the problem at all but okay now like which you, communities in indigenous people's communities ah, the okay. people in amazon australia the pure communities in um like asia and africa those communities also Meaning they're, they're the, the ones that will suffer because there will be less fish and they rely on these fish yeah, and, and yeah. Less also resources. they'll be the most to suffer if temperatures go up so Africa and India and these exactly. countries are going to face the worst of it and they can't cope with it because they don't have AC. So it, it is some, exactly. some predict that, for example, if temperatures yeah. rise, then Africa, you know, will, will go north. Africans will go north. And of Not course, Israel is the first, the easiest way. And we all, you already see it. But generally speaking, I think what, what uh, really plagues those nations much more than... Corruption. Then climate, no. Then climate change is generally hunger and poverty. Well, hunger and poverty are directly connected to climate change. 
you can see let's take hunger for example okay when the temperatures are going to rise the water is going to vapor vaporize today which is going to cause also water vapor is a sort of greenhouse gas which is going to even intensify the whole reaction but anyways less water means less food um the soil is going to be dry and you cannot really grow food in that anymore when there's going to be less food more poverty rates because the people and the wealthy minority can that can afford the food will be the, those these, i mean these are predictions but in these the are means, already happening these, no but and well i mean continue. if we look at if we look at the decades and centuries that have that have uh, led up to where we are today f- uh, death by hunger and death and people in poverty has seriously decreased like drastically over the last you know 30 40 50 100 years it's just plummeted i mean right hardly is, any of the world that is, living is in. very much uh, you you take took that number out of context because you got to look at the that is not only the fact that we have less, less food um no, we yes. have more no food. no i meant i meant no in general, we're going to have less food. Those are predictions that are already happening. But the reasons why the poverty rates are lowering are because of better education and because of better me- medication. That is mainly the reason of that, why those are uh, Also, we're going to have less food because no, people, because the population is... is population growth is... But I mean, no, but I mean, so. it's, just, it's just false that we have less food. I mean, we have, we have exponentially more people on the planet than we did 50 years ago and 100 years ago. I mean, the population like just exploded. Hold on, we, okay. they just exploded the population over the past hundred, hundred fifty right. years, and and with that explosion, you would expect, you know, if we have less food for millions, if not billions, of people to die. But it, in fact, like the vast majority of people have been lifted out of poverty and all of a sudden have access to clean water and access Internet, to right. war, food and access to medication. I think medication plays. A big role, medicine, but access to food is like the basic necessity. And, r- and running water. N- running water is the first uh, first one, which is food, uh, food and that. running water. I think they're uh, um, according to statistics, it's running water. But still, those are very successful United Nations programs and so on, and which we're very grateful. Wait, the United Nations have saved. Yeah, WFP. They've had very successful programs of delivering these foods with trucks and planes and so on. Oh, wait, and so you're, generally your claim is that the UN my claim, has saved my, the... my claim is. Yeah that if, if you look at the whole context again, you look, the food has multiplied, but then if you look how much the soil can grow, currently even, it's less than it used to be. It used to be. It doesn't mean if there's more food, the food can be exported from other countries. That That is just a way, and it's a short-term solution, but the food, the soil can grow in exact place, it's less. But it's safe. For wait, people wait, wait. who are dying of hunger, you need short-term solutions. And are those going to save, save us in the long term? I, I don't Again. know, but at least they won't die. I mean, I mean, nine million, ten million people a year die of hunger. How many people die of I don't know heat right. strokes? You mentioned India and AC. I didn't say. Uh, I I never and said cold. that we should heat and cold because we're talking about guys. It's worth emphasizing that climate change. It's not only the war, global warming, but it also means that it gets colder in winters, right? Because it goes to the extreme in both ways. It, That's the idea of the climate change. Um, not exactly. It's some some places, yes. Some places, no. Most of the places, um, it it just warms. For example, Finland that I've grown up grown up in. Um, my dad used to tell me stories of fifty centimeters, forty centimeters of snow every year. Um, we live. We both lived in the south. He lived for forty years. I lived for um fourteen years, um, and 
for the past 14 years that he's he said there hasn't been any snow this year the five last years no snow in finland um only for two weeks period but n- nothing like really main but anyways back to that point um so i n- nobody wants people die and that is why the green movement exists it exists on the basis that we want to continue living on this planet um and we need to tackle climate change because of that we okay. didn't say the short-term solutions yeah. are needed yeah. they're definitely needed but as you're looking at the short term you should also look at be looking long term because what does the short term lead up to and what good is, is it in end of the day if all those people that we saved are going to eventually die because of yeah. we didn't succeed so for example somalia we'll look at somalia what happened yeah. a month ago uh-huh. there was what happened there was a flood 300,000 people displaced and the whole soil ruined for the next year or two. Um, and all of those people, where they're going, they're going to Europe. Because um, where can they live? Or they're going to neighboring countries. Um, the term climate refugee already exists a long time ago. And then we'll, we'll look at the effects also in Israel because, okay, okay, cool. People are dying in Asia. People are dying in Africa. What are we doing here in Israel? Because... Are we affected by it? First of all, the immigrants aren't going to try to come to this country. And no country really can be sustained by having a lot of immigrants. Israel is the only first world country... In the Middle East. No, that has a soil border with Africa. Oh, okay. Worth worth mentioning. Yeah. Interesting. Mind-blowing. Fun fact. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So we should be worried. We should. Another thing about what the... If you go to the University of Tel Aviv, for example, um, which I think is pretty credible in any subject, um, we can see their predictions that in Israel, um, until 2050, it is potentially going to be 50 degrees most of the year, which is going to be a really insufferable for most of the How people. How can we predict that, so, though? I, How can we predict that? As we you can, can predict th- anything They else. can't predict tomorrow's weather No, but I Israel. think that that's part of... I think that gets to the science of it. And I think that this is... You brought up science at the beginning, right. and I think that's kind of the topic we're still on. And it's, it's, a good, it's a good thing to discuss. It really is the most important. I mean, if we're going to be... Like, we shouldn't... I like the fact that you're not trying to politicize it, and we shouldn't try and politicize it. And we no, shouldn't try not. and call the other side, you know, okay, you don't care about the planet and you don't care about people dying. You're right. It's about science. And from what I understand, and again, I'm not a scientist, I'm not a client sci- climate scientist, but from what I understand, climate science is Unproven. still very, 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 no, it's still very, very much in its diapers. It's not settled. I mean, I would, I would recommend many of our listeners to, uh, you know, look up Stephen Coonan, who is, uh, who was the Undersecretary of Energy for Obama and who has a great lecture on this. And there's many... I, constantly, it goes back to the whole the 97% consensus. But consensus isn't what science is about. It's not about many people agreeing on something. It's about science. What I was taught in school is about setting up a hypothesis, observing, first of all, setting up a hypothesis, right? And then testing out that hypothesis by making predictions and checking that those predictions are accurate. And I have yet to see very clear cut examples of predictions be- being accurate. And the idea that, you know, the, uh, the, the world, the world has like warmed by a certain amount of degrees Celsius. I mean, the, the, the models for measuring climate are very, very, very inaccurate. 
I mean, it's re- it's extremely difficult to measure. I think if I can if I can follow up on that from what I gathered from my little research and then I talked to some experts, the only thing scientists can tell for sure today, for sure one hundred percent, is that um, the gases, uh, the pachmandu chamtsani, how do you say it? CO two. CO two in the atmosphere has risen uh, significantly since the industrial age, and uh, yeah. and that temperature has risen to the to the maximum since the industrial age. It doesn't mean um, because on on Facebook uh, debates on comments, people say it's the hottest it's ever been. So no, it's it's the hottest. We don't know. It's it's been as hot in the past, but we don't know Maybe. exactly why. Um, so these are the two things we know for sure. We cannot prove yet the exact connection between so guess, between guess, the two. I guess the question is, how settled do you really believe the science is? I believe the science is very settled. I talked to multiple experts. I'm a 16-year-old, so I'm not the person who is supposed to be talking about the science here. I'm just quoting what the other scientists say. Um, so are we. <laughs> yeah. So I don't think that any of us have really credibility on saying, are the models correct? Are the models um like exact or not i think we should have a professor here explaining that to us um so but the problem is you don't have prof- i mean you have bill nye the science we have, guy on like, okay i wouldn't go but, to facebook comments or youtube to look at climate science i would go to the university of tel aviv for example because we're in israel or if you're in america to the university of los angeles whatever there's always a climate scientist there 100 percent. you go to them they will say the climate change is real it's dangerous um that is the also, what United Nations has been saying, the scientists in the United Nations, they're not going to pay, getting paid for nothing. And if we look at all, all the countries, including the United States, that has withdrawn from the Paris Agreement recently, mm-hmm. um, we look at, they also recognize the IPC, IPCC report because it's just science. So, But I think, I mean, a group of countries agreeing, I mean, there's... All like, the countries. No, but again, all the countries agreeing on something, there's a lot of politics there. I mean, countries, I mean, that's exactly why science should be separated from state. I mean, countries coming together and saying something and signing something that wasn't isn't my, science. Uh, that wasn't my point. I didn't say that something is legitimate because of its being recognized with countries. Um, I, my point was that because, sir, you said, you just said, um, it's very unproven this kind of stuff and my point was it's not science because countries agree on it um it is legitimate and there's really not any resistance from countries because they agree on it and then we we continue on on the science perspective again um the models from my understanding are very correct climate change is very hard to predict and that is why these scientists have taken a lot of time to um, do these models, and they're correct. If we look, if we look at past models, because you cannot really, you said hypothesis, hypothesis, and so on. I learned these in, also in science class when I was in seventh grade. Um, so that's what they did. They had predictions. Um, Exxon Mobil, right, the biggest oil company in the world, they predicted the exact um, sea level rises and all the um, greenhouse gas emissions that we have currently in the air. Um, 35 years ago, they predicted what it's going to ha- what is going to happen in 2020. And when we measure, and we can measure now how much CO2 we have in the air, so they predicted that tw- 35 years ago. 
Um, and Exxon, after those predictions came up, they hid it from the public and they continued to do what they do um, because they didn't want the science to come out. They even paid a lot of scientists to not speak about it. Um, so there was just a congressional hearing with Exxon about this uh, about uh, four months back. Um, so if that model is correct um, and if that basically proves that the, some some of the models work. So it is very reasonable to think that other scientists who, if they have the title of a professor and they've dedicated their whole lives to discover the truth in science, um, they succeeded to do the same thing. And again, we can see these kind of things already come up. They basically, um, we can see that each year, the forests are, there are more forest burnings. Uh, we can see that there are more floods, and the floods are more intensive than any, anywhere else. Um, there is a lot of things that already are happening, and again, if Israel we had have, the hottest summer, and if we have uh, so many, so since many since the beginning of measurements, let's, since the beginning of measurements, which was only uh, slightly over a century ago, and the right. measurements, I, I have to say something about the measurements. And, and again, I'm water. not a scientist, but I think that science is, sh I mean. As good as it is, it should be accessible to people, to re regular people. So, and I think if you are really interested, you can read up. But I think, and it, it's pretty common sense that it's very, very difficult to measure the temperature around the world, around the world. Um, we got to move on to comprehensively. Other no, but I mean, this, we're talking. No, hold but on. I want to talk about. Hold on. So, okay. so it's very difficult to measure the the climate around the world, and and. I mean, if we're talking about surface temperature, then that's one thing. But the temperature, climate is also an average of, I mean, there's beneath the ocean. There's, you know, thousands of miles up into the atmosphere. If something's very difficult, doesn't mean that it's impossible. If we look at how gravity was um, proven, yeah. it, it's something as well that you can cannot see, but you can prove it. In the no, end. but what I'm saying is that the computational powers today, I mean, how do you take, how do you measure average temperature? You have to take... You probably have to study 20 years and then understand how it's done and be very talented in maths which more, many people are i think again um as regular people we should be skeptics and we should um try Read to discover all opinions yes exactly and we should uh, look at stuff but when there is a very very uh, and a lot of scientists not consensus only is the word. There, yes there is a consensus um according to all the universities of the world about a scientific subject such as there is about climate change there is also about gravity um the gravity exists there is the planet this planet, earth is round yes the <laughs> earth is round and it's not flat so as well that we should be skeptics we should trust scientists and we should trust science because we, they know a lot more than us but that's what i that's i think my point i don't think science is a matter of trust you don't okay so what do you trust if you don't trust science no, I don't. I don't think science is a matter of trust. Science is it's a matter to prove, and they did, did it. I but don't. I don't. People, can you read? Can you can you read astrophysics? I mean, I can't. Can I mean, you I could read articles right, about? Right. Can you astrophysics. understand? Can you can you could you understand if you'd read a full PDF file 
of Einstein's how to build uh, theory. Einstein's yeah, full uh, of, gen of, of general relativity. You can read it. You might not understand all of it. Um, you won't understand most of it, man. You won't understand most of it. But uh, but science should be accessible to. I mean, you could you should be. I think Einstein would be the first one to tell you that you should be able to explain your theories simply. And if the simpler climate the scientists is, do it to other scientists, and, and climate they science, understand. They don't. They don't. They don't uh, their theory isn't that complex. I mean, the idea is that the world is getting hotter. It's not like you know. It's that it's getting well. That, if it's not complex, we shouldn't have this debate in the first place. No, it's uh, the the. I think the tools in which we use to gather information really. It's all about gathering data. We're saying the world is becoming more extreme, so we need okay. data. If you, if you, it's again like these kind of claims. I think that they're kind of um, not the most logical because if these people are literally dedicating their whole lives and they're studying. And in the end of the day, their their findings are not true because they cannot use the ba most basic tools to measure. No, so I think that that's exactly my point. It sounds to me like... Do, do you the, think that they cannot measure the yeah. weather? I don't think that they... I mean, I, like... Because I, I can no, as measure no, the weather, no, weather outside. No, I as Noor said, I mean, many of the times I watch the news, they try and tell me the weather tomorrow, and I know a lot of people don't like this claim, but they try and tell me the weather tomorrow, and they don't know what the weather is tomorrow because the weather... The weather has so many variables in science. I mean, the how do you conduct an experiment in science? You isolate variables, right? You try and create an experiment in which you isolate one variable and then you test that variable. The weather has infinite variables and it's very hard to measure it. But again, going oh, back to you the you know for sure you know for sure yes. that the temperatures are the highest I think since that is a fact. The, the, the Why? Because the someone wrote to you? So I'm telling well, you, I advise our listeners. Because somebody, advise because our listeners, somebody found yeah. it out. No, so because I advise our listeners to listen. And not to only one person, thousands of people. You don't, you don't, you don't acknowledge the fact that I'm not talking about since the beginning of time. Just from the from the from the 1800s. I don't you, know. I know that there are scientists, well-respected scientists out there who, who say, question it. Who questioned just the fact that it's the warmest temperature yeah. since the 1800s? Yes, because, and I'll tell you why, okay. it's extremely, extremely difficult from what I understand. Again, maybe I'm mistaken on this, but from what I understand, it is extremely difficult to measure the climate on a global scale, on a global scale. Think about the tools we have today and think about the tools they had in 1850. I mean, how many different points of measurement did they have in 1850? Uh, okay, Were the they thing... even, I mean... Okay. Okay. The thing about science, which is really interesting, we can move on after this, but um, it always probably it always proves itself wrong, right? So, for all these decades that we've had climate reports and we had climate scientists as well as I wouldn't put any other scientist to, I wouldn't put a water engineer or a um, ecologist or whatever um, or an ast astronomer to build a bridge. Or I wouldn't put any other scientist, a normal scientist of some other study, to build a rocket ship. I would let climate scientists specify climate, and I would trust their opinion. And about uh, science is the thing that, and we probably all can agree on it, it gets proven wrong because it gets already tested always again and again and again. So we've had for the past hundred years, um, thousands, th thousands of scientists test these models creating new ones, better ones, and all of them getting to the same exact conclusion. The planet's warming. I think it's good. It's nice. It's a, it's a good comparison to compare this to the to, um, uh, astrophysics because in astrophysics, 
you don't have um, like ultimate facts you have the current as the current most uh, the current theory that has the most consensus okay so they won't claim that this is reality and this is a fact that the universe is uh, is expanding and uh, because of the big but they say this is the the theory that has that we all agree upon and i think it's maybe the same in 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 climate change um some it sciences gives us a context for except, understanding except so you can think of that yes but then again we can because we live on this planet we can see the di- the consequences ourselves um so it's more than just a theory it was a theory 100 years ago now it's a fact it's a we can see again all the fires that are going on there are much more um effect they're much bigger they're much more frequent um we can see their pollution we can see the co2 levels rising and that can be circumstantial we, we can we can measure them and as well as we can measure in basically archaeology um how old a thing is we can take from um ice caps and and look how much co2 there was in there mm-hmm. um thousands of years ago and we can compare it to now um so um again that's just science and then we can see the floods again in somalia um a month ago australia trying people fires in, this place, in australia fires in australia brazil. brazil was different because brazil it's man-made yes but the fact that it's spreading so fast that is that can be debatable that is mm-hmm. not 100% because only of climate uh, climate change but australia is 100% because that was not man made and it's been the, one of the biggest uh, so far it almost got all the koalas extinct yeah which i'm not really most worried about koalas i'm worrying that my house is going to burn so what Let's is move to the solution yeah. what what do you okay. s- what do you suggest the we solution do? the solution is very easy we should be moving to sustainable energy as fast as possible um which is wind and solar wind solar water whatever it can nuclear be. um nuclear is a possibility it has dire environmental consequences but it's a possibility only if it goes wrong um as long as it doesn't go wrong it, it has, has gone wrong a lot of times so mm, anyways let's talk this, about okay yeah. so if nuclear is out of the question we're talking about solar wind and water yeah potentially we can uh, we can deal with that and then there is like um thermal energy from the ground and so on how do we um, how do but we that is, migrate to a solar wind water model yeah so for example now currently solar energy is cheaper than any other energy on the planet for um, per kilowatt so why isn't everybody effective. using it um the money is currently in the fossil fuels but it's cheaper Yes, it's cheaper and the incentive is to go there but the um isn't some, it being cheaper the incentive? I mean if it's cheaper then wouldn't like I say, as a businessman say okay, let me buy up let me get a bunch of solar panels. Unless, unless there's regulation. Unless, unless yeah, there's politics involved. So what and politics corruption. are involved? Um for example, again, I'm not a political sci- uh, scientist or something else. I'm a 16-year-old kid but from what I've Understood. You're very knowledgeable for 16 year more than trying, us for I'm, sure. I'm trying to be because this is it doesn't nowadays it, it doesn't for some reason it's not enough to say I trust the scientists but for what they say you have to uh, you have to prove it and that that's what I'm tr- trying to do. So obviously if you said the climate science for which in, in my opinion it's not because scientists are not really affiliated with the government um it's it's also about politics which I disagree with 
um, we can be for sure that the energy production of a country is about politics. Um, the some of the politicians have connections with the um, fossil fuel industries, especially in the United States of America, um, but also in Israel. We can see that because of the corruption rates are in Europe very low, all-time low, um, there are massive sh shifts to renewable energy, but they're not happening in Asia, in um, Africa, and the United States. But even Europe, I think. I mean, even in Germany that has one of the highest, that uses, you know, the... They derive maybe like five or ten percent of their energy from renewable sources. No. They can't. Thirty-eight. Thirty-eight. Uh, but that's and that's after all the incentives and everything. Okay, from solar, wind, and earth and um, uh, water. There, yeah, there are difference, but yeah, solar, wind, and water is the main all one. together, and then the rest on fossil fuels. Yeah. Well, and Germany, what about gas? Is gas better than coal? Gas is better than coal, but it's again a short-term solution, and I do not recommend it. Um, if we're going to move on to something, we should. Israel is moving to gas almost completely. And in I few have, years, I have, which is not bad, I guess. Uh, actually, it's it's very, in my opinion, it's very bad because it's an, an excuse again to move out of these um, renewable energies. And I've produced in many times. But I'm, try I'm still wait, trying wait, to understand. Let's, let's, okay. I'm still trying to understand why Germany. The, no, why solar power is cheaper but not being used can i uh, let i'm sorry michael you're the okay. guest but i i can tell you about israel okay israel has sun most of the year okay it makes and we have roofs like many people here in israel live on private um homes not in buildings and you have lots of roofs lots of sun there is no reason why you wouldn't go to the shop buy your solar panels put it on the roofs and produce your own electricity Right? Makes perfect sense. No. No? For, for, no, it does. It does. No. It makes sense because it, 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 can, it can take a percentage of your, uh, of your household uh, power. It, it is. No. Why not? So, as I understand it, first of all, creating solar panels is not that cheap. You have to mine extremely rare minerals. That, I mean, not as, they're not as abundant as... I don't know, iron or natural gas or coal or oil. They're extremely rare. It's, it's rare in yeah. most economics means more expensive. Uh, that's what, you know, economics is based on scarcity. Um, and when it's rare, it's hard to produce, meaning it's expensive. That's one. Sun, from what I understand, renewable sources of energy have mainly two problems. One is dilution and the other is intermittency, meaning they're not reliable you don't you can't control when you get them and when you don't and in the other Israel. one is and the other one that's not true i mean we just had winter so all the winter your solar Fine, but panel most of is the in, year but most of the year it's efficient most okay 80% and this the, which leads to the other problem is that it's dilute dilute means the sun is not a strong source of energy even if it's shining down beaming i'm not saying it should be 100% but it can be a good chunk it of your be 100%. consumption. Okay, but because uh, in Israel we don't have go. any water or wind energy. That's a fact. Right. We only have sun. Um, then we continue. Again, I agree with your. But to fin just to finish okay. my point, the reason in is why you can't. Let's say I'm I'm an idiot and I want to put solar panels. I can I want to invest this money. They won't let you. They won't let you. Yeah. Because the uh, the the Bolshevik. Uh, electricity company in Israel. I'm with you on that one. They want control uh, on our electricity, 
and they hold the politicians by the balls and they won't let the politicians deregulate. So then today you just cannot do it because the state won't let you. There's too much regulation. And that's, I think it's, it's, a, it's absurd. And it's a good example for why, why politics is influenced by, by energy. Right. Yeah. Um, so that was one thing that I was about to go into. But um, anyway, so solar energy is currently cheaper. Um, and why the gas is not an opinion, uh, not an option, because we really need to be moving into so, uh, renewable energies. We're soon 10 years into the point of no return, which is, again, it's not the end of the world, but it's a point that we cannot return from in terms of coral reefs, in terms of biodiversity, in terms of... Um, how many damage we've done to the er to the earth and our own ecosystems and our or houses and infra infrastructure. For example, according to the scientists in of the University of Los Angeles, um, the real estate damage of the um, rises to the sea levels until 2050, it's going to account more for, to more than five billion dollars just in Los Angeles because of the sea level rise and because there's a lot of coastal buildings in Los Angeles. But the sea level's been rising for 15,000 years. But now it has been booming. That is the problem. Sure the ice caps is, well, the ice caps are melting. If you take pictures of the ice caps in um, Canada, um, you can see full pictures of full glaciers non-existing anymore because they've melt melted out. And that is not natural. Usually... The sea levels, oh, every planet is warming in the end. Um, the problem is that our, ours is in... Accelerating. Uh, not every planet is warming. I mean, we had an no. ice age. No, but that eventually is, okay, all planets are, turn okay. to fire. No, we had we had an ice age. I don't no, know no, if no, you no, guys... No, 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 no. You're re referring to the um, natural cycles. And um, some people take those out of context. And those being, I've actually studied those quite a bit. Um, a lot of... Um, planets. What they have, there is a natural cycle. There is warming, and then there is an extreme ice age, and so on. According to the estimations, again, um, we can we can look at, it. and then you could also say the ice age really exists because um, those models are really hard to uh, hard to look at. Because then you, the same f point that you're saying about climate change, and if you believe in ice age, you pretty much have to believe in climate change as well because it's the same uncertainty there is, um, approximately. Then. Um, according to these models, the ice age and natural cycles are supposed to be that in basically 200 years, we are heading into an ice age. That, that is what the models say. Um, but that's not happening because we had the Industrial Revolution in the uh, um, 18, 1900s, 19th century. So fossil fuels saved us um, from freezing to death. <laughs> fossil fuels, they created another problem that but wait but they saved us from the ice age that was supposed to happen well what is natural and what is not but um you if that was the planet's way but still Meaning we should have that, we should have like if we should have let the planet freeze us to death in 200 years was that the intention though i don't know what do you mean the intention i mean intention? that wasn't uh, that wasn't the natural uh, the intention of fossil fuels in the first place no but if they did it's a nice I mean, side effect anyways, it's a nice it's a it's a, ni uh, it's a nice it's a cozy i can side i can put uh, uh, Give give that to us. That that is okay. that is a nice side of it. It's a side effect. Okay. But as if we're saying, giving credit to that, we cannot also disband the fact that the fossil fuels are going to destroy the earth and the humanity humanity as we know it today. 
potentially. Um, the point of no return, again, doesn't mean that the world... It also brought us amazing achievements, though. It did. And I'm not saying that fossil fuels are bad in the full context. I think it, they gave us n wonderful things. Um, we have now... Um, we can fly. We can um, export medicine to countries Trade, in need. Exactly. Help the poor. We, can, we have internet, which is... Um, also enabling this podcast I think the now. Biggest, yes. I we think have the biggest, a lot of more information. I think the biggest, though, which is sometimes overseen, is uh, overlooked, is agriculture. I mean, fossil yes, fuels have made mass production of food possible right. and fed the vast majority of the world's poor and lifted them out of poverty. Yeah. I'm 100% with you, with you guys on that. Again, science. We cannot say no to it as we cannot say that to the fact that global global glo the globe is warming it's just science and it's facts and no, we one, say no to one's it. in the past and one's in the and then we can prediction we, in the future we, we looked at models that predicted the future that we have currently um okay we, so we keep going back to that yeah, but yeah, let's, anyway, yeah. yeah we so back keep to going back to uh, back to that because it's right anyways so um what we're talking about. Which so solutions, yeah. so, so renewable energy, you're saying solar No, very really quickly wind. about yeah. the why fossil fuels were good and, good and then then. Okay, so fossil ah, yeah. natural cycles. Um, we're in natural cycles and we're supposed to be heading to an ice age in about 200 years or um, a thousand years, something like that. Um, and we're now in the opposite direction. So we can actually see how much we've overheated. Um, and in the end, what the good is in the fossil fuels if it can sustain our society. Um, the problem is about climate change again. It's not the end of the world, but is it might be the end of human civilization because um, the planet is going to exist. The rocks are not going to go anywhere. We are. If the planet is actually going to warm and the uh, sea level rise is going to be massive and so on, there's going to be mass migration. I'm not saying that these natural effects can destroy potentially the whole societies but they're going to destroy the most vulnerable minorities which are the poverty minorities in africa and asia and where are those going to go they're going to go off to, uh, to the north that's to destroying the us that's that's my worst nightmare is that a huge tsunami will overtake all people in the world and drown us all and right as i'm about to die a climate uh change activist will point at me and be like i told you so <laughs> <laughs> Just the waves yeah. crash the, on us. The problem, yeah, the <laughs> problem essentially, in my opinion, the biggest problem is that we're going to have too many people in Europe and in America. We're going to have all the population of the world, which is going to be 16 million, no, billion, something like that. No, 16 million in Israel, and it's going to be 13 billion, if I remember right. In yeah, it's going to double in and world. Uh, 2,100. It's going to be so many uh, people in just your, the area of United States and Europe and Russia. But the, Russia the world has a lot has of space for world, most of the population. Yeah, not so for 13 billion. Uh, it's no, the world big. has, I mean, this is exactly, I think, the issue is that for decades and centuries, probably going as far back as like recorded history goes, people have been standing up on, you know, mountaintops and yelling, you know, the world is coming to an end. And I mean, the, the population has, I think, tripled or quadrupled in the last 100, uh, 100 years. years like we were maybe two billion at the beginning of the last century i, mean, I don't have the numbers exactly but we were yeah. not too far back even less than a billion people on this planet now right. we're you know over Six, seven billion seven. Yeah. um i mean 
And we always, you know, a lot of people thought, okay, we don't have the space, we don't have the resources, but somehow human ingenuity makes do. Prevailed. Okay. Um, Is there a question there, Aita? No, I'm saying, like, how do we know that the world can't sustain 50 billion? um, Do you really believe that that a scientist can say, I know that this planet... This planet, I mean, with like... Oh, no, that's not science. All that science. we don't understand That is not science. That, that was my own interpreta- interpretation. Yeah. That is, I just think if, for example, in Israel, there's going to be 60 million, which is already a war zone, um, I think it's going to be impossible for me to live in. I'm. This is not... Scientists have not said that because of this, hap- this is happening, this is going to lead to end of society. Many that people, is my many own climate activists and even that climate is scientists talk about overpopulation. That, uh, scientists a, can a obviously scientists can say that um, this is happening. They're not drawing any conclusions or predictions about societal things because those are imp- impossible to predict what society is going to happen because humans have lots of different reactions to different stuff. That but is not science. Can that is sun, can the interpretation sorry. and logic. Can the sun provide for the crazy, energetic, energetic energy need, needs and needs of future western countries that will double the population can it even do that and they will probably need double the energy yeah from what i know the only solution is nuclear because nuclear is 100 percent green uh, almost 99 percent green and it provide it can provide like a single fact plant can provide electricity for an entire nation nuclear power is not according to estimations potentially we can have all our energy produced by only wind, solar, and um, water power because different countries have different aspects. For example, Norway, they have a lot of water. They already are 100% renewable energy. Um, and so is Vermont. Um, different countries have a lot of wind energy, for example, Denmark, and they're taking advantage of that, and we have a lot of sun. Um, nuclear energy is not a solution, in my opinion, when it has such a potential there are consequences to the environment if there is a way and that is why we need innovation that is why we need again and we go back to science we need m- more and more secure nuclear energy have you watched the, the documentary about bill gates on netflix um no i haven't i recommend it so there they t- i recommend it to everybody there you see that bill gates has been working for the past few weeks years about uh, solutions for safer nuclear right. plants and that's but people are so afraid of it no 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 no. Uh, you, you shouldn't be afraid of things you should always be seeking for the truth and that is why it's good that you guys are and you invited yeah. me guys here um so if we and all of the climate activists in my opinion can agree that if nuclear energy would be 100 percent safe for the environment that would be a jackpot that would be a breakthrough everybody would cherish it and we would support it 100 percent. i would support it but you have the the problem that even if all the western world would go solar and nuclear you still have countries like china and india which produces i think 40 percent of the they total don't carbon like, emissions okay. they don't give it a damn i'm sorry about like <laughs> yeah, they yeah. Only india, care india about... is by the way a tenth of what china i think actually no 20 percent of what china china produces 10 million metric tons of carbon dioxide Per year, and that's a murderous dictatorship. That's, no, but just to give you, you some reference, right. the U.S., the European Union, and India combined don't make that much. Okay, as a, 
in what my do you do? You whatever them. my career is going heading i'm probably probably don't want to comment too much on the communist republic of china mm-hmm. here you should study chinese i think that's a good, that's um, a good cool. what do you mean where are you where are you going <laughs> are you running for the chinese <laughs> politics <laughs> no but, uh anyways so a lot of i think that a lot of people get wrong about uh, and i think that we should for the sake of people listening because i don't think that a lot of people who know the context of metric tons of co2 are going to actually understand that what's that going to mean we should probably talk in percentages and you can check this on the internet these are not my calculations anything that i've said in this podcast are not my own numbers there are numbers by uh, professional scientists um so according to a lot um, um statistics china they pollute 30 percent of all world's greenhouse gas emissions right 30 percent and then it's and the united states um pollutes 15 and then it's again where you draw 15 to 20 actually um so then it's again where you draw the line and what do you count because 15 percent of china's emissions are from u.s companies the units and a lot of india's emissions are again from u.s companies they bring the companies to Asia mm. and they think that we're not responsible for the emissions. So in the end of the day, the emissions, all the emissions of China are not from the Chinese people. And then again, if you look at the full context, China has a billion people living. A lot of those people breathe CO2. So obviously they're going to pollute more than Israel or more than Netherlands because Netherlands has a lot less people. They have like 3 million people or 5 million people. I'm not sure. Um, but And that compared to a billion, that is nothing. So and Roughly the same population as India, which pollutes about 80% less. Um, right, because they also, again, governments. And if you look again about the United States, or they pollute, uh, they pollute uh, the most. Um if we look again, fifteen percent of China's emissions are from the U.S. companies, and again, fifteen percent, fifteen, fifteen percent of China's emissions. Yeah, are uh, like by US no, fifty percent of China's emissions, which 50? is fifty five zero. Yes, which means like fifteen in actual, because um, so if you take those fifteen thirty percent, fifty percent of exactly. the thirty percent, that's what I meant. Right. So okay, if I you see. take and if we link those fifteen percent, you can yeah. check it up on, on Google or Cozy app, whatever you want. Um, so you put those 15%, you add them to the United States. Um, so United States now has 30 to 20, uh, 35% of... Responsibility for... Exactly. And then we took pollution. take 15% off China, yeah. and then they are left with 15 And now, again... So China, what a sinister sneer you have, Eitan. Oh, because I like this <laughs> attempt to kind of paint China as like this benevolent country. I'm not saying that China is... Uh, Whereas the United States is I'm like, not gonna, uh, I'm not going to comment on democracy or any kind of uh, how they govern their country. I'm just saying, why not? Because that is unrelated. Okay, and I don't want to get in trouble. <laughs> um, Fair enough. But I, I I don't care about getting in trouble. I think China is a right. communist nation that allows close to no, no a, close to no freedoms yeah. to its citizens. Nobody uh, nobody and, can uh, deny. By definition, they're a dictatorship and they sur- surveils the citizens. So, but again, it's unrelated to this. This specific thing, thing, they're polluting less than the United States. 
So it's wrong to say that China is all the bad. But again, I mean, I, I I like this theory, but I'm not sure. I, so, I, I don't know about the numbers. I don't. Statistics. I haven't. I haven't tested it. But the point is, there's that, nothing to test about statistics. You just look at them. No, the the the, the you didn't check them yet. The okay. no, I didn't check them. But the point is that this percentage, this 10 million metric tons, is coming out of China. I mean, if China wanted companies like if China wanted so much, if China wanted so much to stop pollution, like they signed in the Paris uh, uh, Climate Agreement, if they really were serious, then they would just say to American companies, "I'm sorry, but American companies would move to other." Yeah, but if that was really the case, but I think that the fact is that yeah, but what simple economics that the the United uh, the American companies that are in China. Are providing the Chinese people with a good, which means that they have now jobs and they can work in companies. And the Chinese government would never say goodbye to all American companies because then many of their population would be without jobs and they would have tons of other problems other than the metric tons of carbon dioxide that they're releasing into the atmosphere. Okay. That that argument has a lot of different signs. First of all, I don't really understand what good was that argument for because. Um, I really don't understand a lot of people. I mean, how many? Well, let, China. Them, let them. Yeah, a lot of people attacking China on specifically. It seems like there's like a hidden agenda toward China, and we should only attack them because, again, if we look at the United States, they um, in, uh, indirectly and actually, basically, technically, directly, they pollute the most. Um, then another thing which was said um, about uh, um, China, also like according to population. They pollute. They're one of the less least per capita. Per capita, Israel pollutes per capita much more than them. Mm. Um, and what what did you say? And then I forgot. There was something. But in the end, China is responsible for the emissions that they have on their own soil. And the point I think of this, and the reason that people attack China, is the fact that the United States, when they signed the Paris Climate Agreement, committed to twenty-six or twenty-eight percent carbon emission reduction by, I don't remember exactly when. In China, they 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 agreed to similar, but I mean, over the past years, their emissions have just been boosting. So I mean, this I think the idea generally of attacking China is in the context of the Paris they Climate don't Agreement, which I did again. No, but specifically the Paris Climate Agreement, which many people, I think, believe is is kind of farcical. It's like, I mean, Pakistan, I love this one. Pakistan agreed to the Paris Climate Agreement and their their uh, agreement to... What was the, the Paris Climate Agreement basically told every country to kind of just come put their commitment to the climate down and they stapled a bunch of pieces of papers and said, okay, this is an agreement. Pakistan agreed to to uh, raise emissions or to allow emissions only to raise until the point where they stop rising and then to decrease them. But that's like, I mean, if you listen to that sentence, it's tautological. It's like, well, of course, when emissions stop rising, they will decrease. But they committed to nothing. I don't think... Anyway, I want us to move on to your your um, movement, your actions. Tell us your story... Oh. In the minutes we yeah, have left. Now I remember again, oh, um, okay. very quickly, um, back to that. Um, the Paris Agreement wasn't the best best one in full context, and let all the and the COP twenty five, which was just a month back, let the, all the climate activists and roll down because they didn't succeed to make real amends. Um, we all would have wanted that the Paris Agreement would have succeeded, but it didn't. And that is not up to the Paris Agreement; that is up to the governments. 
and they're the ones to blame, and that is why the movement exists. No climate activist wants to take away um, the goods in life. They want to save it. Um, you mentioned jobs, about the United States bringing jobs to China, and that the Chinese government would never um, decline on jobs because that is good for the people. We didn't say stop jobs, stop doing, stop um, enjoying life. Let's do, um, we should panic and everything like that. We, we should panic because we are in an emergency. But we should, all of the stuff that we do, That's it. all the stuff we do, only thing that we ask is to do it sustainably. And do it, they wouldn't, according to the scientists, possibly lead mm -hmm. to destroy the earth. And again, if in your positioning, you're thinking, well, this is not so dire, even though that all the scientists, the climate scientists of the world that specialize in this subject say so. Um, why take the risk? Because I think that it could cost the lives of millions, if not, you know, I, I wouldn't say billions, but cost the lives of tens and tens of millions of people. Because I think that if you look at it, like we said, and like you agreed with us at the beginning, fossil fuels have brought not good, but have brought life to this planet. Um, and taking it away would take life away. And don't you think that exchanging into a different uh, energy would be the same thing? Because if we look eventually again, estimations, um, the oil reserves, and in my opinion, this shouldn't be the reason why we should stop using fossil fuels, but it's also a fact. Um, the oil until 2040, it's going to end. Uh, there were predict there were similar predictions about 1990 and 2000, and even going before that, there were similar predictions again, about oil si reserves Science ending. is somebody somebody proving a lot again. Some, if somebody if one report said something, um, and it was wrong, it doesn't mean that it the was next report is right isn't wrong is wrong. Yeah, basically, but, yeah, but if you there's can say a that lot about of any prediction. I yes, mean, because I mean, I could, that's uh, how predictions are made right. If a lot of uh, scientists go into same conclusion, it means that that conclusion is right. But just because some somebody said something, some scientist said something and didn't go right, and there were no other scientists endorsed it, doesn't mean that he's right. If there's a lot of people that prove the same thing and same prediction came, uh, do the same calculations, do come to the same conclusion, that makes something right. I, I think, got a last I think, question. Wait, yeah. I think it's it's a good point in the episode you mentioned that Michael won. Uh, won 13 uh, debate competitions? Right? I did. Yeah. So this is why he's kicking Aiden's ass. <laughs> no, I, I think actually... <laughs> I think you wondered. Really, I think... You're the you've... only one who manages to shut him up, so... No, you, you've <laughs> had very good points in this yeah. whole thing, and those are points that I've also been concerned of. And this is not a debate. This is... I'm I trying know, to I'm have just, this... I'm no, I have, I'm trying to have a discussion here, and I'm really trying to listen, because they're, these are genuine worries about if climate change is real and this kind of stuff and it is and it if what if this and it should be some a thing that should be taken considerably and shouldn't be um you know just rushed with no consequence ideas of consequences and that is the opposite that the climate change scientists are and climate scientists and climate activists are asking i think that most of the people in your position what they get is the picture of Greta saying, I need you to panic. Um, mm -hmm. And that is not how you make governmental policies or how you're supposed to form really opinions, but that is a wake-up call to start acting because in the past 70 years, nothing has been done. We are reaching the point of no return in 10 years, which again, it's not the end of the world, but it might be the end 
of many wonderful things and most of wonderful things and a lot of lives um, according to the estimations because of the sea level rise they're going to sweep out um, a lot of houses and those are going to account and put in danger 10 million people until 2050. Okay, wait. So we yeah. have one. You want one last question? Yeah. Okay, I one wanted, last question. Yeah. Short answer. Then, Michael, you'll tell us about sure. your, your activities that. and then we'll wrap well, it up. My, my question is about kind of activities. So okay. what, what do you, how do you go about these demonstrations? When do they happen? And, uh, and, and how come you're not in school? Okay. <laughs> Good question. Uh, so these activities happen on, on every Friday, as yeah. we've told. So we strike on Fridays, but necessary. We don't we don't do it as a political statement. Obviously, we How don't. How did it start? Let's get. To okay, so it started in Israel. We saw this girl Greta strike in um, Stockholm, and we thought, okay, that's pretty cool. It, it it seems it seems like a strong political statement. All of us had already thoughts about the climate we read reports and so on and then after it started getting big and we saw the politicians started to react after An- angela merkel commented on those um we saw that this actually kind of works even though how crazy it might be like who would know who, who would have known that this would have actually worked and the swedish government started doing something so we had hope we started doing it as well we've been now i've been striking for a year in israel and we've i've um, helped a party to draft their climate agree- climate um, things, which they approved firstly, and then um, they changed them a bit after the new, re- new elections because the politics are now quite a mess here, as you guys probably know. But anyways, um, we've had um, we've spoken in a lot of stages. We've listened to the science. We've talked with the scientists. We've spoke uh, we've had multiple connections to the government we're in many governmental forums already and how many kids uh, we have about thousand kids in israel which is quite good for the middle east because we there's no general climate awareness here in Mm -hmm. the middle east and also and you strike i strike weekly i strike on a weekly basis on On Fridays? fridays yes and so that is about our activity now to the question of um why you're not at school um it's a very relevant one because it's a very um interesting one probably what for do you mean by someone. not in school because i'm striking um, oh, every friday yes that so is. that is um a very relevant question we're doing it as a political statement because it works so far to pressure the government um and we're going to continue it until our lives have been secured as um the government grants the citizens rights right and one of them is for freedom, security, and life. And that is being violated right now by the government of Israel, most of the governments in the world, because we have scientists telling us we should do this and they're ignoring them. Um, so, and that is why I'm not in school, I'm out there striking. It's not, it doesn't mean that I'm going to drop out. My, I've just, I just work more. I sleep less because I have to take responsibility of me not being in school and I have to, do my studies. Mm-hmm. None of the climate activists don't stop being in school. They still learn because they realize that the best thing that we can do now is to raise awareness and put pressure. The best thing that we can do in the future is to continue putting pressure and also to study and mm-hmm. to create those wonderful new technologies. Make 
renewable energy is more accessible. Innovative. Innovation. Um, may, maybe even make um, nuclear energy um, safe, mm-hmm. whatever it can be. I probably want to become a climate scientist when I grow up because I'm just fascinated by it. So it doesn't. No, we are some of the most of the strikers on Fridays. What we do, we shout for an hour because we pressure in our moon, um, like in front of municipalities, and then we do homework. <laughs> mm-hmm. We study okay. in outside of the school because we care about school. Mm-hmm. We none none of us do this because we want to miss school. Mm-hmm. We just want to keep living here. Okay, one last question. <laughs> Have you ever spoken to a scientist who... Many times. All the times I've... Um, who disagrees with him. Oh, who disagrees with me? Yeah, I was asking if you have ever spoken to a scientist who uh, doesn't believe that uh, the situation... Or you know what? Doesn't believe that climate science is settled. Have you ever spoken to a scientist haven't like found that? one. And I've... Okay. I can assure you. So can I send you home with some homework? You can. <laughs> I've uh, I've went to the University of Tel Aviv. Yeah. Asked twice. I haven't found anybody. Okay. I went to um, the University of Jerusalem because I had free time before the strike. Um, didn't find anybody there. So I can, obviously. Um, Professors don't work on Fridays, so maybe... Actually, some they hardly do. work at yeah. all. They hardly work. <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> we're just kidding. Um, okay, cool. So, so I think you know. I think it's it's important though, these demonstrations only if even if you don't agree on climate change at all. I think it's undebatable that uh, air pollution by itself in Israel for no good reason, for example, in Haifa, is just it's ridiculous. And it, for even for itself, it's a good reason to demonstrate. Because, for example, in Haifa, which people die from cancer because of air pollution, 25% more than the entire other population of Israel. And the, all, the, all the factories there that, that make this uh, pollution, they, they uh, refine fuels that, that are for export you know, to, to Turkey and stuff like that. So, even, so what I'm saying is that we... we what, what is this look? They pay corporate taxes and... Ah, it's insignificant. But no, I think I mean to me it's a classic NIMBY uh, issue, which is like not in my backyard. So I mean they're not happy that it's in Haifa because it's right in their backyard and they suffer the consequences. You don't need it in Israel. You don't so need move. these old, this old polluting. Yeah, move out of Haifa. I mean, well, I know I know that that sounds like you know like a, okay, Michael's last words and yeah, we'll yeah. Um, you can Plug. tell anybody to live outside of something, but. There is obviously a lot of people connected to the place. Let's. How about if we um, declare the United States as a great place to put all our um, fossil fuels there, and then nobody can gets to live in the United States. So we can have just that one continent that will produce all worlds and en- en- energy. <laughs> that is why we can't kick out of Haifa because it's impossible. Um, then, um, as the homework, um, I please to look again um and i invite you as well to do your homework because currently um i have a 97 percent consensus behind me and you don't you have three percent <laughs> consensus behind. no just two percent the mean, consensus I mean, is not there ah, okay <laughs> okay so can you what can we plug um my guys, instagram your um, instagram my personal instagram is mina mihku 
um, and I'm Spell the same it. one in Twitter. M I N A um, underscore M I H K U, and then um, that is the same in all social media platforms, uh, Facebook and Twitter. You do lectures. I don't do lectures because I'm not a scientist, um, so I don't trust myself with teaching other But people. But you can inspire, like teenagers. I, I, I swear, I speak um, sometimes and so on. Okay. But not. Um, yeah, I don't think that I have any credibility to talk to so much on science. So I just quote things, and of course I can quote things, but then um, again, it it wouldn't be a long lecture. Okay. <laughs> um, And then, but you do public speaking. I do public so speaking. So if someone wants to have you, if somebody wants, yes, if somebody wants to have me speak, I'm more than welcome. Um, I'm open. Okay. Um, and I'm, um, obviously, I don't shy away from talking with all the spectrums and all the opinions because I trust. I think that when somebody doesn't talk to all of the people and all the opinions, it's a sign that they don't trust their opinions and they don't trust the science. Um, in which in my case would be very con uh, very hypocritical to do. So I'm not doing that, obviously. And I think that no climate scientist should. So I'm open to all things, um, all public speaking. And so, yeah. And then our movement, obviously, Fridays for Future, you can go follow us on all social media. It's the same thing. And Strike for Future Israel um, because um, of some reasons. And basically, it sounded better in Hebrew when we said strike for future instead of Fridays for future because um yeah um lishbot le manatid never le um kiu yom shishi le manatid it sounds much better yeah. strike for future so that's yeah. why it's in Hebrew. okay i see amazing that was really impressive for impressive. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know it's just impressive for any age i think so yeah. it has nothing right. to do thank Thanks you so me. much for coming it, thank you you're you're really inspiring i think um before we go we have a collaboration with the jewish journal they're at jewishjournal.com they have podcasts uh, articles op-eds check them out also Also, we collaborate with Israel National News. Old Sheva guys, so check them out. IsraelNationalNews.com. They have great content. Sometimes we're there on the front page so, uh, live. So check them out. IsraelNationalNews.com. And we accept donations. Please help us out. Go to TwinGB.com slash donate and throw some money at us because we do this on our spare time. Michael, thank you so much thank for you. coming. Thank you. Thanks for reminding me. Thanks, guys, for and listening. And when you're big, don't forget us. Okay? <laughs> no, I don't think that... When you're Greta anymore. big. No, yeah. I'm not going to be... I, I couldn't handle that kind of, kind of <laughs> eyes on me. Bye, guys. Bye, guys. Bye.